You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. My name is Cara Zoyal. I'm from Krypton. Uh, everyone, this is my cousin. I guess you already know. Okay, I think I have this. Uh, Oliver. Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. Thea. Speedy. And Sarah. White Canary. Jack Semperfusterstein. Firestorm. Uh, Ray. Palmer. Uh, the Atom. And Mick. Hmm. Oh, Heatwave. Uh, Always a pleasure to see you, Lucy. Hello. Don't believe we've met. Lucifer, Morningstar. Consider us even, John Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. Is it? I don't care. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and any other listening stations. You can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. Also, our Instagram, which is The Misfit Faction. And you can check out our Facebook page, The Multiverse Fancast. I'm Ronnie, and with me, as always, is Paul. Paul, how are you doing? Hi, Ronnie. I'm good. How are you? I am doing swell. Thanks for asking. What a great intro. I know. I'm amazing, aren't I? I feel introduced. Good. You should. Now, moving on to our unofficial official third host, Rob. Rob, how are you? I'm doing... I'm actually not as... I'm doing really well, and I'm nice and full and not hungry at all. Thanks, Ronnie. Oh, that that's nice of you <laughs> to say. As I'm over here starving... <laughs> Um, you can bring food to the show, you know. <laughs> and eat it while I'll, while it's we're talking. Fine. Hi, everyone. We'll take turns. <laughs> um, but we are here today. We are going to be discussing the DC movie. Kind uh, of. DC kind of. Vertigo. Yeah. Uh, the Losers. Uh, before we do that, though, we're going to jump into some news Paul that Paul has for us. He does? <laughs> he does. He was prepared. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're just going to kind of list some of the, the news events that have been going on. Unfortunately, news goes through waves. It's either a lot at once or very little. Um, unfortunately, you know, that's more due to COVID because normally this is summer blockbuster time. This yeah, is when that's right. all the news and comic cons Leading and this right and that. Up to Memorial Day, especially. Yeah, yeah big time. So uh, starting off, Henry Cavill is uh, looking to star. I don't think it's, it's not official yet, but uh, I believe there can only be one, though. There can only be one, and it's either uh, Superman or Raiden. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a deep cut for anybody who <laughs> wow. gets that one. Yeah. So uh, Henry Cavill may star in uh, Lionsgate Highlander uh, reboots, which I'd be fine with. I I It'd be fine. I, I enjoyed Highlander as a kid. You know, I think it's definitely got a cheesy, uh, oh, cheesy yeah. uh, effect to it. But uh, I'm definitely I'm down for something like that. Uh, thoughts, anybody? I think that'll be fun. I I think if they go for the corny kind of like space knights kind of fun to it i think it'll be good ronnie i have n- i've never seen highlander never seen highlander no have you watched the witcher no oh my god, god why is what he do on, you do why is he on this what show? do i do i live can a life get, can we get a new host we were just talking about <laughs> superman and lois get out of here <laughs> i have a life says the guy in the hufflepuff shirt <laughs> um you get can- it right I'm part of the Quidditch team. Oh, Hufflepuff Quidditch. You sorry. gave up dinner to be here, all right? What kind of <laughs> life is that? Um, it's the life where you guys forced me to. Not really. I mean, you said, you said 7 o'clock. Uh, going down, we also yeah, have Dwayne, jo- <laughs> Dwayne Johnson will voice uh, Crypto in the DC League of Super Pets animated film. 
I'm so about that. I don't know why. Yeah, I just think it's going to be really funny. Man, he's he's all over the uh, the superhero genre right now. Yeah. Uh, we also have DC has announced a couple of upcoming projects, including uh, an animated film of Injustice, Gods Among Us, yeah. which started off as a video game, had a sequel, and a comic book series. Uh, fantastic property. Yeah, oddly enough, it was the comic book that came after the... Um the video game. The video game came first, and then the comic. I've I've read it. I've I've read a lot of them, and I have to say, it's actually really superior stuff. It's really really well done. Uh, it's an engaging, uh, it's an engaging uh, storyline. Uh, really beautifully drawn characters too, um, and and so I'm very much looking forward to it. I, I, I might. I'm not. You all know I'm not a huge fan of the DC animated universe, just because I'm just not into it all that much. Or DC but, in general. Uh, <clears throat> had to go there. <laughs> but uh, it, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I th- I th- it's going to be a good time. And also, Evil Superman is always a, just a pip and a joy. I am very excited to see who they anoint. Uh, uh, anoints. Wow. Who they anoint as the voice cast. Uh, who this the, is going great. I know, we're killing it. Um, uh, I want to see who they're going to have voicing the characters. Because obviously they had Kevin Conroy uh, playing Batman. Most right. of the uh, the big names were in there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I wonder happens. if they'll get Mark, Mark Hamill. I don't know. You know, he's been really... He doesn't want to blow out his voice, which I don't blame. No, he's busy anymore. right now. What is he busy with? The Machine movie. The Machine. I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? He, Burt Kreischer, is making oh, a God. movie about his stand-up, like his his yes. Machine story, yes. and Mark Hamill is playing his dad. Oh yes, you were showing me the picture yeah. of this, this, the comedian, the one who takes his shirt off. Yes. And everything. Oh yep. yes, yes. Uh, Jeremy Irvin is in negotiations to play Alan Scott in the Green Lantern series. That's a an interesting casting choice because to have um, Alan Scott in a, in the Green Lantern core series, because even though Alan Scott is technically Green Lantern, he was a very different incarnation of Green Lantern. So I, I'm excited to see that they're gonna actually have that, and also. Um, for the show in general. Mm. Green Lantern. Ronnie loves Green Lantern. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, speaking of, here's Green Lantern news. So uh, John Diggle from Arrow is supposedly uh, uh, not going to be suiting up as Green Lantern in his upcoming appearances all throughout the Arrowverse. This is on the television Arrowverse? Yeah, so yeah. John Diggle was, there was big fan theory that he was actually John Stewart, and which was semi-confirmed when you found out that his stepfather was actually Colonel Stewart, yeah, and he gets uh, the box with the mysterious green glowing object at the end of Crisis. Uh, was that the end of Crisis? Yeah. Yes. So everybody's like, he is John Stewart. He is going to be Green Lantern, and apparently he will not. But yeah, he said he he said he he turns down whatever was in the box, and that's kind of where his story doesn't the ring yeah. choose you? Yeah. Okay, I don't know not much about Green Lantern, but I know that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, Green Lantern's a weird mythology. It is. It is so gigantic at this point and in terms of marvel news yay they released all the legos that they're going to be making for marvel including an infinity gauntlet and the daily bugle there actually is where we we in our household are looking into investing into the lego um infinity gauntlet yes oh yeah Yeah, we're totally gonna get it I, i would not say does it work it, yeah, I think you can wear it, actually. I don't know if you can it's actually terrifying. alter time, space, and stuff, but we'll give it a shot. I was gonna don't say, worry about it. Better. Oh, you know what? I do have Marvel news for you. Oh, right. yay! So, Evangeli Lilly posted on Instagram her first, uh, the first look at the, at the script for, uh, for Quantumania. Quantumania. And in the hashtag, she mentions specifically the actor who played Yellow Jacket. 
Oh, I had heard that. He might so, be coming yeah. back, yeah. Uh, we don't know if she just was hashtagging for the sake of hashtagging. If you guys follow any of us, uh, all of our social media, I do the weirdest hashtags sometimes for social media. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really keen with that social media. I put lots of hash browns at the end, too. Oh, I hash love browns. hash browns. Especially on, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh. Also in Marvel news, I'll add in there. I had mentioned this earlier, and I don't know if you've had this over there or not. Loki introduced some new spots this week. One of which is a one. If you get a chance to see this, or maybe you don't because you don't want the spoilers, there's a one minute ABC trailer that aired on last Wednesday night. And the only ones that are out there are people who recorded it off their television sets with their phones. So it's not very good quality, but it is by far the best Loki spot ever. It looks just amazing. And I, I cannot wait till June 9th. And I know I'm not alone. Yeah, what a weird yeah. time, though. Like, I, we went from watching something every week to like. Having nothing, almost. Yeah. yeah. Just the CW shows. Yeah, and hopefully we'll watch MODOK at some point, too. Well, we got Lucifer coming out next week, season five. I oh. have to watch faster. I'm in the middle of season three. <laughs> well, just I'm going to throw this on Rob. Sorry, Ronnie. But Melanie and I are talking about a bonus episode of the Multiverse Fancast on Lucifer. I, I could be a part of that. I, uh, so I'm, that's why I'm giving you notice. Count me out. Count, to, <laughs> yeah. I'll produce. I'll press the button. I, I missed the Supernatural episode. Uh, so I, I will join us for the Lucifer because I oh, was yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know anything about Supernatural at the time. Now yeah, that I've how watched, long did it take you to watch 15 seasons of I think television? Four months. Okay, because Melanie and I are going on like a year and a half <laughs> now. <laughs> there were some Saturdays where we would watch like seven, eight, nine episodes in a row. See, Melanie and I can't do that. We can't binge watch like that hard. Usually, th- uh, three or four is like our max. Lauren's the Lauren's the one that really pushes it in our household, and and I just sort of I'm along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, maybe uh, another show we might look into is Jupiter's Legacy that came out on Netflix. Mm. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I've heard I've heard decent things. On an, on a similar note, there's like I don't know if you're familiar with it. There's like a ton of superhero properties that came out over the past month. Like the, the you know that that they all have a superhero vibe to it. Like the, there's the Nevers. Yeah. There's uh there's a there's like two or three of them that came out on Netflix and Amazon In, Prime. The Invincibles yeah. or something like that. Invincible was... came out on Amazon Prime. I haven't watched it. I've heard great things. But that's it's funny you bring that up because Invincible and the boys is kind of what inspired mm. our choice tonight. For the yeah. losers. For the losers. Um because we could have done something like the boys or Invincible or more, some of those more um, less than traditional, but at the same time still traditional superhero stories. But we wanted to do one where it's a comic book property, but it's only more more in name, and yeah. then certain stylistic aspects, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean this this was a an interesting choice, and I, I do believe Ronnie was the one who picked it. Yes, you picked you picked losers this week. Yes, I oh, did. For you. He did yeah. not watch it. Yeah. He did not read anything about it. Nor did he prepare for tonight. <laughs> but he picked the movie. Hey, I read. The title. <laughs> I picked the one with the, the least words. I was sitting there and going, gosh, I'm such a loser. I can't. A loser. I thought our list of movies was making actually, fun of me. Actually, he said, I'm such a loser. And then Paul went, hey, yeah, let's do that one. Yeah. Let's watch it. What? Well, fun fact for those of you guys who don't know, we do have a whole list of properties oh, that yeah. we do want to actually yeah. go through. Um, so also... When and we, the losers was on that. The losers list. was on yeah. that list. Um, but when we do, maybe we'll do a fan feedback Friday to see if you because normally what we've been doing is like character study, movie, movie, TV show in mm-hmm. various orders uh, throughout the month. 
So if if you guys are enjoying that that setup, that system, yeah, and you know. want us to do that, or if you want more retro stuff, we'll maybe we'll do a fan feedback can, Friday. Can they email us at the Misfit Faction uh, or the Multiverse Fancast oh. at gmail dot com? Yeah, yeah. Or we you fancies. can or you can private message any one of us <laughs> on our on our official website because that's weird. Yes, <laughs> we do have a suggestion. We do have a page on our website. Yes, we for, do. For there is a contact. We all have significant others. Yes. Mm. More than significant. <laughs> Producer Melanie, she's actually running the show behind the scenes. She helped put together the new studio. By the way, new studio is going to be, uh, there's going to be pictures of it on the Yay. Instagram tonight. What? What? Ooh. I said that there's going to be pictures of the new studio. Yes, we have a new studio. We have, we're we in the same space. We just have yes. new furniture. That's yeah. why, um, just bear with us with the microphones, because we had to unplug and replug everything. So we're still still teetering around. I would, like, I would like to point out, though, that not once have I felt the desire to touch my microphone since we've gotten this new table. <laughs> I usually play with the mic constantly, and Paul shoots me horrible death ray eyes. Oh, that means you got out of the duct tape. And now Ronnie's touching things over there. No, so, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not. But uh, that's it for news and just a little bit of misfit talk, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> so, Ronnie, are you ready to jump into the episode or do you think we should take a quick break first? Ooh. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we're talking about the losers. It's business time. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to jump right in again. We're talking about The Losers. The movie came out in 2010, I believe it was. Yes, it was. Right? Um, basically, oh it's God, about 11 a, years ago. I know, right? Oh. That's how old we are. It's comic, let's, it's let's, comic book A-team. And yeah. let's put it in perspective here. It came out in phase one of the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this is about uh, a special force unit. Basically being left for dead, essentially, by the CIA. So it, it is the A-team. Yeah. But yeah. Comic, it's comic book comic A-team. Book exactly. A-team. So uh, let's take it back a, a notch. So having said that, unfortunately, this this movie came out around the exact same time as the A-team. The, yeah. They did the remake yes. with uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Bradley yes, Cooper. I have not seen, but I've heard is not a very good movie. You know what? I've if, heard this one's better, yeah. We're doing, uh, on Cinematic Adventures next month, yeah. we're doing... Uh, TV shows to movie adaptations. Hey, cool. Yeah, so uh, that that one, it, we're only doing four episodes. We might have to do some bonus episodes because we yeah. have a lot of good ones. But the A-Team was one that we actually did want to do because we actually we enjoy that movie, but we also enjoyed Dukes of Hazzard. So yeah. what does that say? Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the, I mean, it's okay to enjoy Dukes of Hazzard. Because you enjoy Dukes of Hazzard. That's why. Who doesn't? Rob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I grew up watching the television show, and as a oh. result, have never watched the movie. Ah. You know, they actually they did an homage to it on uh, Smallville. Just John, John Schneider's in it. Oh, oh, so they did an episode where uh, the guy who and plays Tom uh, Wompat. Yeah, he oh. he guest starred, and they actually got in a in a charger or what? What is it? Um, is it a charger? Uh it's, it's the, yeah. general, the general the general league. league. Yeah. But they get into yeah, like a car a that looks charger. like it, and oh, they have yeah. to go through the windows because the doors are still broken. <laughs> yeah, it was very entertaining. But um, yeah, do you want me to do? Want me to run the cast? 
let's yeah, do that. Let's run cast. through the cast. What a cast this this movie had. Big stars. Yeah, if, if nothing else. And I have to say, this is actually one of the same compliments I had for Venom, too, was the fact that it had a... The casting director is really spot on. Yeah. But they, these char- these actors weren't that big when this movie came out. No, this was uh, pre, yeah. pre-MCU pre for most of them. This yeah. was pre-Walking Dead for Jeffrey T. Morgan. Yeah. Uh, this movie was before... Is it pre-Supernatural? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Supernatural is 2005 Yeah, I think yeah. so. But um, this, fun fact, talking about the cast, we went to go see this movie... Purely because Chris Evans had just like this was the movie before Captain America. Now had he already done? He had been cast. Okay. He yeah. had not been in a movie yet. Okay. Yeah. So I don't. Captain America: The First Avenger had not come out at this point. But he had he filmed it yet? I don't think so. You can see right. his physicality is way different in this movie. He's he's much leaner. He? Yeah. yeah. He's he's a lot leaner. Okay. But uh, so going through the list, uh, the top build was Idris Elba as Captain William Roke. Yeah. Yes. He he can't do anything wrong. And I just, I always enjoy him and whatever he does. Oh, he yeah. really always brings a, a thousand percent. That voice. Doing. Yeah, he's fun. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a very intense actor. Yeah. He does um, a decent American accent too. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Roke? He's, uh, okay. Um, f- full disclosure. Uh, I was told 48 hours ago that we would be doing this show. So, you know, you knowing me, I like to prep nonstop so I I watched the movie I, I did that too but uh, I also read there's uh, it comes from a v- DC Vertigo comic uh, line that came out in 2004 I think something like I that I think it was 2004 there or 2006 was, there was an original version of this property oh, like a World War II yeah, the the losers were originally. I just figured out my microphone. It was turned the wrong way. Now it's better. <laughs> um, the losers were originally from like the '60s and the '70s, but uh, this iteration of the losers had absolutely nothing to do with them. Um, this one, uh, they they came up with the idea of just like these sort of you know A team like characters, and then they just went with that and created their own characters. So it was a ver- vertical run from 2004 to 2006. It went for 30. 30- two issues um and it was so i'm gonna be talking a lot about you know how how well it was adapted and and how well it came out and everything and roke i have to say his character in the movie is actually better than it was in the comic book in the comic book it was very clear that it was like oh he's going to turn at some point like it was painfully obvious yeah. in the comics mm. so Idris Elba did a nice job of, of playing it more subtly and more more broishly with uh, uh, with Clay yeah with Clay yeah. Uh, going down we have Zoe Saldana as Aisha Al-Fadil um, Zoe Saldana what, what can you say about Zoe Saldana <laughs> Gamora Gamora this, this was a great indication of, of how she would do Gamora it's very similar uh, very espionage yeah. assassin-y mm-hmm. kind of like what was uh Colombiana Colombiana yeah yeah this was this was right before her biggest break. So yes. like, and right post Star Trek too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which she would go to star with Idris Elba in, in uh, Star Trek, not Into Darkness, uh, Star Trek Beyond. They were both in. Idris Elba was the bad guy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was under makeup, wasn't he? For most of it, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's why I don't really remember him. Yeah, poor Idris Elba. I don't it's remember a... it because I don't watch Star Trek. That's for losers. Well, there goes that half of the audience. <laughs> Oh well, but if you guys are interested, we're doing Star Wars Monday on Cinematic Adventures. Star Trek is oh, that's Star better. Star Trek is good. Trekkers is the preferred term. Trekkers. Trekkers. I am not one, but I do enjoy the movies. 
Um, but that's off topic. Have but you seen it's, Fanboys? It's so fake. No, I haven't seen Fanboys yet. You ask me this every week. It's upstairs if you want to borrow it. I, and you say that immediately after when I say, no, I haven't. <laughs> and it's weird how we have not resolved this situation no. yet. <laughs> but uh, she, she's great in it. She, um, she, You never know really what her motive is. I mean, it's kind of spelled out. Like, watching it again, I was like, oh, come on, like, come on guys. She's a bit more hidden in the... Uh, all right, her character in the comics is... Uh, First of all, she is much more aggressive in the comics. She is like cutthroat and crazy in the comics. She is volatile. Um, yeah, uh, and and not she's not as sympathetic in the comics either. Um, she, they don't actually find out. She doesn't reveal her relationship uh, and why she's with going after Max until like issue nineteen, I think it is. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so, but she's, I, I have to say that's another improvement from she, from the comics that she humanizes the character and makes them a lot, makes her a lot more, um, understandable and sympathetic. I, I enjoyed her just for being Zoe Saldana. There were there, unfortunately this movie was way before the more aware, um, Hollywood where there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of gratuitous shots of Zoe Saldana in this. Uh, a lot of butt shots and yeah. like one, only one makes sense when you see that she's got a gun in her back pocket or whatever it was yeah. like that one made sense you yeah. know when she's covering the, it up there's one shot where it's like the mirror is shattering from the ceiling and it's just yeah. her butt it's her butt yeah. butts but it's 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 to show that she went in the bathroom guys I, I have it's to, to say, show she worked on that body because she had a they told her she had to put weight on for it Really? Yes. I didn't know. Well, because I forgot it, to read the truth. Because <laughs> because of the fact that she was carrying guns and all this stuff around, this extra weight mm. around with her that she had to like build up a little bit cuz she's carrying it during a shoot for hours and hours, mm. you know, and everything. So, you got to get kind of used to it. Cuz when they fire prop guns, they are firing blanks, yeah. but they still they're they still have have, kick. They not even that they have kick, it's the trigger pull. They yeah. still have the same kind of trigger pull. So um, pulling a trigger over and over again is very taxing on the on, on your hands. Yeah. Like it, it does damage. It's it's not easy. Um, and especially heavier firearms, they're going to have a higher uh, pull uh, pull requirements. Yeah. So um, that's not a technical term. I'm just really trying. But um, <laughs> there there is a technical term for Thank it. Thank you, officer. <laughs> yeah, no. There, there is a technical term for uh, the pull weight of it. It's just like a bow and yeah. arrow. Um, like on Arrow, they they eventually they had him with just a a prop bow with no string on it, and he would just and they would CGI it, it in because yeah. you know it, it got to be too taxing. Not Some bad. of those things have like a fifty pound pull, yeah. So you know, like things like that. Even Hawkeye, I think they did it for once yeah. in a while mm-hmm. for all the bows he shot in Avengers Endgame. Fun fact for Zoli, Zoe Saldana's character, not in, Zoli. So uh, in the comics, she is Afghani. Oh, okay. huh. yes. Um, and I have to well no, never mind I'll, I'll wait for a little bit when we talk about the structure of this film okay alright uh, we have Jeffrey D. Morgan as Lieutenant Clay John Winchester uh, John Winchester he's the only one that they gave a, like the comic accurate suit to but it just felt so out of place most of the time oh I loved it I yeah. thought it was totally I, I, well that's why I liked dogs. it I liked it that it yeah. was so out of place you know you it, only see him in uniform in the beginning right and then he's got the, the suit and pants like oh, yeah. yeah I don't care yeah, no, it, it had a Reservoir Dog vibe to it, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. I, I dig that he's now, I think he's done four comic book properties. He's done, he's done Watchmen, Watchmen, 
uh, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh right, because he was yeah. This yeah. and I, I guess Walking Dead is the fourth. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's a, a Robert Kirkman uh, comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And he kind of st- stole the role and made it even like Negan was popular in the comics, but he. I, I read he those ran away comics, but I've never seen him as Negan, and I've heard great things about mm-hmm. it. Oh, I I used to watch the show. Well, unfortunately, until the last couple seasons of it. Yeah. But he was definitely see binging favorite. Binging ruined that show for me. Real. Because I would binge it, and especially season two when they're on that stupid farm for forty-seven oh, episodes. Oh, it feels I like that. yeah. So like binging that. That was brutal. It was long. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, the problem I have with The Walking Dead, and this is. You know, going off topic, but it's still a comic book property, yes. so and it's kind of semi-involved. My problem <laughs> with The Walking Dead is it's the same season every season. Uh, yeah, I tapped out after about four seasons, and I, I read, I read up to I think issue 120 or something oh, like geez. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that the comics ended, so and the yeah. shows obviously. I think they ended then. somewhere around the 200 mark. Uh, going down, we have Chris Evans as Captain Jake Jensen. He's hilarious in this movie, and oh, I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, he's awkward. He's a nerd. He's in great shape. He's he's what I want to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> now I I saw, now here's the interesting thing. I um, I love how I told everyone that this would be interesting before I said it, instead of you <laughs> making your own judgments. Um, I saw this movie uh, about huh, a year ago, and then and I didn't. I have to say I didn't like Chris Evans's character at all. Then I read the comics. Then I saw his character again, and I realized he was nailing it. Like he is Jensen. Like he is. Yeah. It, he is that character from the comic book come to life. It's mm-hmm. amazing how well he does Jensen. Because um, actually, in the comics, Jensen can be kind of hipster annoying, and Chris Evans kind of drops that, which is really cool. He does such a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on Chris Evans, Ronnie? Uh, to to me, he's probably my favorite out of the entire group. I figured you'd be more of a pooch kind of guy. No, no, no. I I think it's just because of the humor of Chris Evans' well, character. Pooch does have my favorite line in the entire movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. after he gets shot in both legs, and two people like, ask yep. him, "Can you walk?" Oh, it's stupid question day. I didn't know it was stupid <laughs> yeah. question day. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, like I mean, I feel like him. I feel like I'm more of a pooch. You are, but more I of a pooch. Yeah. I do like. Uh, Jensen better. So let let's bring up uh, Columbus Short as a uh, pooch. Yep. He's uh so each one of these guys has a role too. So yeah, uh, I'll even tell you exactly what those roles are. Girl. Pooch is a specialist in heavy weapons and transportation. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that was that was pretty that was impressive. impressive. That was really impressive. Uh, Jensen see what, is see what tech. Cat eating does. Yeah, right. Yeah, all the all going to his brain. Hung, being hungry yeah. for a podcast Jen, really sharp. I just want to do right? the episode, guys. <laughs> Jensen's um, the intelligence and the hacker. Telecommunications. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, you had Clay's the leader. Clay's yeah. the leader. Tactical commands. You had and Rogue is uh, Rogue was the detonation spe- specialist. Detonation and uh, I think tactics. Really, yeah. is a team. It really yeah. is yeah. a team. And and even a similar storyline where you have a bunch of seemingly dead. Uh, guns for hire that are trying to get their identities back from the, oh, from it's, the government. Oh, it's bad. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of shameless. <laughs> I want to do a section where we talk about the two movies because okay. obviously I don't want to compare the TV show of the A-Team, yeah. which was like 80s cheese. Yeah. But uh, we'll finish the the list first. We have, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Oscar Yaneda, because Jay and... I don't know. Yaneda, uh-huh. as uh, Carlos Cougar Alvarez. Depends, the yeah. sniper. He's 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 Spanish. Why are you giving him a Just become a you leprechaun. Sniper. 
Why does everything I do sound like a leprechaun? <laughs> Slap at the base. Sniper, no sniping. Oh god. <laughs> I actually think uh, I think Cougar's my f- my favorite of the entire movie. I think he's just funny. Yeah. He's he's very uh, even in the comics he doesn't have many lines. He's very low key. Uh, and and he's more of just a, a weapons specialist and sniper than yeah. he is. Just, yeah, he, he's he's a one of my favorite kind of a device. One of my favorite bits though is when they both are riding into the cemetery, and you know Chris Evans is on one motorcycle, he's yeah. on the other, and he kisses the girl that he's with, and Chris Evans goes to kiss her, and he yeah. she kisses him instead, <laughs> and he's just like oh, and he's wearing his petunia shirt. <laughs> uh, we have Jason Patrick as Max, who's uh, the MacGuffin bad guy basically. Yep. Uh, let's see. Holt McNally. Wait, go back to Jason Patrick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, then speak, boys, speak. I didn't know. <laughs> you must raise your hand. What did you guys think of Jason Patrick in this? Who? He's uh, he he's got. He is a really solid actor. He's he's a great actor. Yes, uh, except for Speed Two Cruise Control, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> um, but he's Why you know not? he's in things like uh, The Lost Boys, Rush. you know, stuff like that. Rush, yeah. um, Sleepers, Geronimo, and American oh, yeah. Legend. Like he he's he's, he's definitely. Yeah, yeah, and he does like Max as a villain is brutal and cutthroat and quirky. He it's almost like they're like, all right, here are the villain tropes. Let's grab like four or five of them and see what happens. Yeah. And he does yeah. the best he can I with what so. he gets. Yeah, he's sort of an an amalgamation. Amalgamation. That wow, thank you. Say that word again. Amalgamation of various uh, bond. Can we villains. get a recording of that? <laughs> well, you want to know how I learned the word amalgamation? How? Hooked so, on phonics? Yeah, Hook it on phonics. <laughs> no, but anyway. So um, in the 90s, DC and Marvel had their big crossover event that actually ended up with them joining into a new comic book universe called the Amalgam Universe. In the Amalgam Universe, they took characters and combined them with each other. Wolverine and Batman became Dark Claw. Captain America and Superman became Super Soldier. Spider-Man and Superboy became Spider-Boy. And it was it was a limited run, but it was it was really good and I was I was a big fan of it. So I used to call it Amalgam or Amaglam as a kid cuz I could cuz I I yeah. couldn't Mommy, I want to watch the Amalgam. Yeah. So I eventually learned that it was amalgamation. Oh, wow. I, I, that's not a word I think I can pronounce. Yeah. Amalgam, so, amalgamation. Yeah. yeah, he's an amalgamation of various Bond tropes. Oh from yeah, the yeah. And and it's sad because it's not. I, I will say this in the comics too that Max is not very well written out in the comics, or at least as far as I've gotten. I, I again, I, I was given forty eight hours, and so I read twenty issues out of the thirty two of the the comic book run. Um, but from what I've read, um, also about what's coming up in there is that. Max is actually two people. He's a twin. Yeah. And uh, if you watch the movie, he's wearing a glove. Yes. Sometimes it's white, sometimes it's black. In this movie, it's because he has a, an injury to his hand. I believe it's a yeah. car accident he yeah. was in. But in the comics, it was because one twin wore a black one, one twin wore a white one. Boom. It's, not the only person that did a little research Oh, wow. Here. Look who's prepared. <laughs> um, he's not a very good villain. In, all right. The comic is not perfect in, in fact it's it's barely scraping by as good um it's got a good concept and the characters are very good but it didn't really seem like in the comic that they knew where they were going with it mm-hmm. um that they didn't have an overall arching plan because also 32 run, a 32 issue run is not very long for a comic no uh, they usually go much longer than that so I, I i think they were trying to figure out like it was a good start to it um but i i think they never really 
came up with some good themes and some overall uh, elements to it that came together at, by the end. So I think my issue was, and like I said, we'll talk about this more. The A team came out around the same time, and Patrick Wilson played a very similar CIA type bad guy, oh, really? um, hammy and just like over the top, and it was just. I like I like both actors. I like Patrick yeah. Wilson though a little bit more. I'm more familiar with his work. Um, I loved him in Watchmen. And well, I... Jason Patrick is a very '90s, late early '90s film yeah. actor. Um, so he he's he's not that well known. He, I, yeah, I think he did the best he could with this material. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but but it's a very and it's also very clear from the movie that they had intended to do more with Max in future installments. Yeah, they they were expecting a sequel, yeah. unfortunately. Um, a lot of movies do, but yeah. This just to give you an idea too from the comic book run that this the movie covers issues I'd say 1 through 6 and then 16 to 19. So there's still like a tremendous amount of comics they could have drawn from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then rounding out the cast is uh, Holt McNally as Wade Travis. He's another actor who he always kind He's of plays that guy. This, he plays this very yeah. similar role. <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> but I actually really like him, and I wish he did. He got more. I definitely think he's got yeah. he's got some some chops. There's he he and and Jason Patrick have a good chemistry with one another, but unfortunately, both of them are so two dimensional that there's there's nothing more than just that interplay between the yeah. two of them. I, I do love when he's you know asking for the eighteen man firing squad, and you know he asks like six yeah. times. And then he's like, all right, cancel the 18-man the fire squad. Well, do you want me to kill them or fire them? Well, what would be easier? Firing them would be much easier. And he's like, and then eventually he's, he's like, like well, it, one of the, what are they related? He's my brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, well, he's like, yes, by blood? Brother-in-law. Oh. <laughs> and it's just, it's a yeah, very there's, funny. There's some good dialogue. There yeah. is some very good dialogue in this, like surprisingly, for just your run-of-the-mill action. There's also some really good cinematography. There's some great shots in this movie, um, great music choices. I, I really dig okay, the soundtrack. Okay, let's, let's differentiate that. When you say there's great music choices, you're talking about songs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't know if you if you pay attention to the composing music in this, the score. Oh, yeah, no. It is dreadful. Yeah. Um, in fact, and that's one of the big problems that I have with this movie on the whole is that it is – Almost like a, I'm going to date myself with this. It is almost like a really well done Magnum PI. <laughs> <laughs> Should I put on a mustache? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, no, su- I'm is... assuming you're talking about the old version, not the new uh, one. Yes, that's the out. old with with Tom Selleck. <laughs> um, no, that it he is was on Friends. It's really, it's it's like a great, a pretty good, well funded television show. Mm-hmm. This movie. Yeah. Um, there are some really bad green screen effects. Yeah. Oh, real. Yeah. Like, um, as much as I love the shot and the and the dialogue, when Zoe Saldana is standing on top of the container with the rocket launcher, and then, oh yeah, oh, and yeah, Jet's yeah. like, terrible. No, that's a badass chick. Yeah. Which yeah. is a great. It was a great moment because right. he delivers it like perfectly, but it's rough. The airplane looked really bad in certain shots. Mm. Um, luckily, it's all towards the end. They don't have a whole lot, but um, I, even though it's very gratuitous, the scene of her with with the mirror. Yeah. breaking and you see her reflection going into the bathroom the point was to show where she was going and they used an aesthetic choice yes it was just pure butt <laughs> which you know so stupid about um <laughs> or um the shot of her actually we did in, not con- we did not condone that type of filmmaking it was 2000 that's why the difference between say like 
Justice League's Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins's Wonder Woman, or even Zack Snyder's very Wonder Woman. Yeah, anything yeah. Zack Snyder does with with women in general, I say he fetishizes. I them. still I still say that Joss Whedon did it worse. Oh yeah, the the shot of Barry landing yeah. on top of her. Really, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's horrific. Oh. Which okay, since you're bringing up cringeworthy stuff, there were a couple moments in this movie that I thought were cringe-inducing, mm-hmm. um, where Jason Patrick makes fun of a, a Pakistani man's accent. I went, ooh, yeah. this movie is is definitely dated. It came oh, out. I was gonna say because that's the thing is back in 2010, which isn't that long ago, but no. it seems like so long ago. At like this po- at this point, it's a lifetime ago. Yeah, it, it's like it was. Okay. Yeah. You know, like like when they also when they were throwing the the one guy off the building and talking about his weight and everything, I yeah. I was that was awkward. I kind of chuckled. I'm terrible. Yeah. Oh. It, it Actually, almost reminds me of the Hangover, where he's coming funny because he's fat. Oh, yeah. Funny because he's fat. Well, you know, another one is uh, when he's surrounded by all the pretty women and he tells one of them to stay wet. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And yeah, as he's on the is... as he's on the phone with Wade, he's undoing another girl's uh, dress. Yeah. There's some real misogynism going on. Luckily, it's yeah. really just from the bag. Granted, I do love the the exchange where they're like, "It's because of a woman. It's always because of a woman." He's like, "Name one," and they start listing all the women that have burned clay in the back. Yeah. This are you you're familiar with the Bechtel test? Uh, I definitely am, but for our <laughs> listeners, if you would like to explain it in layman's terms, I can't terms, believe you've never heard. This. I, I, I know. You tell I, me what it is, and I'll tell you if you're right. Well, John Beckel was Bechtel. a doctor <laughs> who the changed Bechtel his name test. to Bechtel. Um, I forget. I forget her first name, but uh, she said that Susan. Uh, the in the in films, um, the Bechtel test has to. You're looking this up now, aren't you? I see you typing. No, I'm not. Um, the Bechtel test says that in order to pass to show that women have a good role and position in the film, there has to be two women who are talking to one another in the film, and when they talk, it has to be not about a man. Okay. Allison. So here's... Allison, Allison Bechtel. Bechtel. Thank you. That's it. He was definitely looking it up. No, <laughs> I just had to go back he, in my he, brain. Yeah, he was racking his brain. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think we can say this film does not pass the well, Allison let, let's, test. Let's take a step back for this film. This film is a very small cast. It is, it is a very yeah. small. I would say it's even a very small female cast, but it's a pretty widespread male cast but i would also argue that zoe saldana's character in this not only does she go toe-to-toe with clay and arguably beats him Mm -hmm. but she also saves all the boys and they you know there are there are definitely some lines of little girl versus like big boy like they say these words yeah i i do agree that it does not hit the criteria for the most part but it also is a great representation of female power especially at a time where like we said there are a lot of a lot of bad, cringy lines in this, but yeah. to have to have Zoe There's, Saldana, who not only plays with the boys but also beats the boys. See, but yeah. however, though, like there's a difference between female empowerment and female violence fetishism, and like because you could also argue, well, Sucker Punch, that's all about empowerment. I, I I'll, don't, I'll which argue, I think, yeah, I'll argue would. that because I don't yeah, think right. that at all. No, but um, compare Zoe Saldana in this to Zoe Saldana's Gamora. Now that's female empowerment. But I can see a, a lot of Gamora in this movie, um, not only because she, she also takes punches. Yeah. I think that's that's a very big thing for because, unfortunately, it's still jarring. It is really jarring to see a woman get punched in a by film. By a man, especially. Yeah. Especially, by, yeah. especially by a man who's like 60 pounds heavier than yeah, she is. Yeah. Like, And he he punches her. Like, yeah. And I, 
I do like that Clay treats her like an equal immediately, as an equal threat, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like, all right, put the gun down, little girl. You're going to hurt yourself. As soon as he realizes who she is, like, as soon as she drops the accent, he's like, what happened to your accent? And you've been following me. What's going on? And she, you know, they start fighting. He does not hold back. He does not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not yeah. stay down, young lady, before you get hurt. I, I enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. the fact that none of the other characters un- ever underestimate her. In fact, they're, they're more suspicious of her than she's, any other character. Yeah. yeah, she's accepted as one of the boys. And I think that that's a really powerful um, uh, point in the film. I would have really enjoyed to see her, yes, interact with another female. Unfortunately, the only other females in this are either gratuitous extras or mm-hmm. Pooch's wife, who we don't even really see till the very end yeah yeah and i i don't think pooch's wife is uh, real quick just on on the um comic uh the comic actually starts off with the um scene where they're laying on the ground from the uh and they're pretending to be dead uh and and spinal injury and the helicopters are coming to save them that's actually (laughs) the start of the comics they don't do the whole like and this is something I don't like about the movie is that they play the whole film very chronologically. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the comic, um, Zoe Saldana's character and Clay are on a plane and she's, she says something like, you know, so how did you first get crossed by the guy? Go- you know, where, how did you guys end up losing your identity? And he goes, well, let me tell you the story. And then it goes over four issues. So it's a flashback. And then he says, you know, how about you? How did you get into this? And that's when she reveals her last name and that that was her father. They don't fight, though. There's no there because she's never after them. She always is like, you know, she says this in the comics. You were just the we- the tool, the weapon. Max was the one who pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wish that the movie had played with chronology, too, because actually between them getting burned by the CIA and them trying to get back in the comics, there's a five year span there, mm-hmm. whereas in, in the movie, it's like like what a couple weeks they, I, they yeah. uh, I would say a couple of months it's long enough to know that his wife it's, is it's long enough to get apparently a chicken and get it involved in cockfighting oh yeah yeah uh one thing i definitely I think it's a, four months four does it say four months but uh, one thing i really like about this movie though is you know they the opening scene is a ballsy opening scene to, to that it was kill a, all the kids, yeah. yeah, which is right from the comics too. Um, like not that we condone that sort of thing, obviously here on the Multiverse Fancast, but movies when it comes to that, they tend, especially PG thirteen comic book movies, yeah. You know that was more of a V for Vendetta type, or even like the Boys or something like that. It was not done well, and and that's something I should add too is that the comic is. Not PG thirteen no. at all. It is very um, the there boys. There's some very shocking violence in it of people getting ripped apart. I was actually surprised they kept the whole Wade going through the uh, jet engine scene. Um, well, they did it. They did it yeah. in uh, the Incredibles, yeah, kind of so like it was jokey. fine. Yeah, no, in, in the Incredibles, it <laughs> yeah, happens true. to two characters. No oh, that's right, no kids. Two characters that happens yeah. to. But no, it, it's the 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 comic is R. It's very R, and it's got very you know strong language in it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they toned it down. And I wonder if this would have benefited from going R. Um, I don't think it. Not at the time. Now, if they released it, if they redid this, if they were going to do this movie right now, same cast with an R rating, I think it would be, it would blow people away because even it would change, you know, even if they kept the story the same, the script the same, the structure the same, which 
I, I think Rob and I are going to agree. I'm not sure about Ronnie because he never actually watched this movie. He's just tagging <laughs> I've on. watched the movie like two, three times. I just have not seen it recently. It came out in 2010. I saw it in 2011. Actually, I think you and I saw it in theaters together. Yeah. I really didn't know about it until about two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, HBO Max, yeah. which, you know, That's Ronnie can awesome. use my account if he wants. <laughs> but um, I think if they redid this movie right now with a, with a hard R rating. Yeah. Now's the time for that to be, and I think yeah. it would have also benefited from serial um, television kind of episodic approach to it. Too. Unfortunately, I think that with the boys at Invincible right now, yeah. It, yeah. it would just be like it's just another boys ripoff, or they're gonna say it. It's rated R A team, yeah, like that. That's is. the inevitable yeah. comparison, unfortunately, um, and and that that's a shame because this this movie, well, it does have a lot of comparisons, especially in the story structure, like scary sometimes the story structure comparisons with uh, the A-team so basically the A-team had same thing middle of the city heist yeah big climactic mm-hmm. fight in a shipping yard yes yeah like both two major set pieces in, in the same movies yeah. um, you know Bradley Cooper and Chris Evans kind of are very are, they're similar characters yeah. um, you know you got Hannibal is Clay, except yeah. you know Clay's a, a lot hornier, but um, <laughs> which he's not in the comics. <laughs> Do they get together in the comics? Or? Not until um, issue twenty. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love and that. Even then, there's there's it's not a fighting, and they get into it, and it's very like it's it. They actually they in the comics they do the scene where the place starts to catch on fire, but then the sprinklers go off and put it all out. Oh, so. <laughs> Not nearly as sexy. No but way. I do love the scene where they confront her and she's pointing the gun at, at Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. at his junk, and he's like, "She's pointing the dick at my. It's pointing at my dick, Clay. <laughs> she's pointing a gun at my dick. Would it be better if it was at your head? And, yeah, and, I, th- uh, I think so. Okay, not so much. <laughs> getting shot was fun. Chris so, Evans yeah. really is. I, I don't think I really realized just how talented he is until I saw this. Um, he like I always knew he was talented, but this really shows his range too, and just his ability to take material and elevate it too. Which, yeah, this, this was the perfect balance between Captain America. And his character from not another teen movie. I was yes, yes. I mean, one hundred percent. Not not to disparage you, Rob, or make you feel bad, but like that that was a movie of our generation. Oh, like no, th- yeah. those rated R comedies. Like, yeah, we oh, yeah. we grew up with your American because we weren't allowed to watch them. Yeah, like that was they were very taboo and very. Wow. I mean, I grew up with like Porky's and, and Porky's stuff like and like Animal yeah. House and stuff like that. Yeah. So like. For for us as kids, the rated R raunchy comedy really started with American mm-hmm. Pie, and then it, yep. you know, even though not another teen movie is just a pure spoof and parody of all that, which uh, Chuck is in. Yes, he is. <laughs> Rob Benedict's in that movie. Yeah. Who? Rob Benedict, who plays God on Supernatural, he's oh, in Chuck. not another spoilers. Teen movie. <laughs> uh, oh, whoops. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's oh, in not another funny. teen yeah. movie. But um, yeah, like movies like that, they really they spoke to us. As, uh, that's where I first saw Chris. I first saw Captain America. And he wears a whipped cream bikini with a yes, with a banana up his it. ass. Banana split. Yeah, like to to have him being this like kind of mixing those two. There there are some cringeworthy things like when he's like liking the angle of the dangle. I was like, yeah. yeah. Was like, oh, and all the women are so into it. Yeah, which like, yeah. that is such a male fantasy. But you know yeah. what though? At the same time, like he's all if they had, if he had just been like, I work out. 
Like that would have been a right. much better line. Now, if, yeah. if there's a, a a man is standing in an elevator, no matter how attractive, without pants on, no, women are not going to do that. They're going to go, oh, my, oh and they're yeah. going to run, and they're going to run. Right Security to should human have been there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's who he called. He called yeah. the head of human resources and reported himself yeah. like a yeah. good employee should. <laughs> I do love all the journey music though. When he when he goes into that the is, elevator and he's just singing, I wouldn't get in the elevator with him great. either. But th- this movie, it's. It was, it's got okay. faults. Here's here's my my two word review. Solidly mediocre. That's totally fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, right. this isn't this isn't a movie that I, if people are like, I want to watch a comic book movie. This isn't the first one I'm going to throw at them. Oh no, no. If somebody was like, I want to watch, I want a, a comic book movie that can ease me in. This this is a good ease in because I, it's a standalone type thing. It is yeah. not a good movie. It's not a bad movie though it's either. Right in the middle. It is. Yes. Um, and and I just want to talk about this for a second. The director, uh, someone I'm not too familiar with until I start reading off what he's done. Listen to this stuff. This is Sylvan White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, stuff. Let's see. Well, first of all, back then here's the Losers. Back in 2010. Up until that point, he had only done the the great hit. I'll always know what you did last summer. Ah, that's a classic. And that's about it. Oh, he did Stump the Stump Yard. Stump the Yard. That's where um, uh, exactly. Columbus Short comes from. Where what does? Columbus Short. He I was in that movie. Was. He was in that Is movie. That, that's a place Pooch. or a person? Pooch. Pooch. Oh, Pooch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, then he did he, a- He wasn't legless in that. He nope. did a lot of television. A lot of television. CSI Miami, uh, The Mentalist, uh. Person of Interest, The Originals, The Following- Empire, Sleepy Hollow, like just tell Hawaii Five O, which he actually did eight episodes of Hawaii Five O, which this is this is Hawaii Five O. This is that yeah. you know, and I'm not talking about the original. I'm talking about the reboot. That's what this movie is. It's it's that kind of a, a USA. You know, if you remember, you know, the USA Network yeah, uh, shows yeah, like yeah. Burn Notice and stuff like that. That's what I love Burn like. Notice. Yeah. That's what this movie is. Yeah. Well, you know who was supposed to direct this movie, right? No, Tim Story. Oh yes, yes, I did know that. Which that, Fantastic Four Tim uh, story? Yeah, he originally was attached to it, and um, he, he might have been better that he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy some of his work. He did uh, like Ride Along. I like those movies. Who's Sylvan White or Tim Story? Tim Story. Tim story. Um, He's done the Ride Along movies. He did the new Tom and Jerry movie. That's interesting. Huh. Got Chloe that. Grace Moretz for that. So, yeah. Oh, Meanwhile, Sylvan White went on to do Slender Man. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He did. He did direct an Umbrella Academy episode. Yeah. Don't give him that. One episode of that. Yeah. When the next season comes out, we gotta do a, an episode on the Umbrella Academy. Oh my gosh, huge fan. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I want to see what they're gonna do next season. But anyway, but it is. It's not a good movie. Um, it also is a such a short movie. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, which is, it's why I don't know what the rush is. Um, you know, because yeah. there are so many moments that could have been drawn out, that could have been worked on. Um, I will say this. The comedy is done well. Yes. Like, yes. Like, and, and I don't know if that's because of the actors or because of the director, but the comedy is done well. The action is really dreadful. Yeah. Um, I, I know you're probably going to fight me on this a little bit, uh, but there, if you watch the action and the fighting, it is very like... Here, here's always a good way to tell if the action direct... If the director is good at action. If the shots are very close and the cuts are quick, 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 that means the action is not good, and the yeah. editor had to save it in the editing room. Yeah, um, or it depends on the style of the director. Like if you watch the Crank movies, 
that's how they they're done. They're very like yeah. cut 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 because that's but that's at the least style. Those are more wider wide shots. Oh yeah, for this movie, fight scenes really the only one that stands out is them in the uh, in the, the hotel. hotel room because that's the only one where you could see the actress faces the whole time. So you can yeah. see the yeah. stunt doubles every once in a while, especially uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan's. But um, I mean, there's... Uh, otherwise, like the the fight scenes are are forgettable. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's a couple moments where you're like, oh, that's a really cool shot. Like when he jumps off at the end to to get the kill switch. Oh, that that's was a yeah. really cool that shot. That was a great shot. I, and, I they, like and, that. and practical too. Yeah, and, I love a good so practical shot. There's someone that's maybe it's the DP or or the cinematographer, or someone that that has a great eye that can really nail those shots very very well. Mm-hmm. But in terms of stringing together an action sequence, it's it's not good at all. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to wrap it up with Star City Raiders? Yeah. Star City Raiding. Uh, Rob, why don't you go first? I'm gonna give this. I cannot recommend it. Okay. And that's that's sort of where I'm at right now because it. However, that doesn't mean I think you shouldn't see it because I think it is it is worth seeing because there are some moments that are really funny and really worth. <laughs> You know, Chris Evans is is worth it. You know, even up to the very end at the soccer game, like there are oh, so yes. many moments where it's it's enjoyable, and they do incorporate a lot of the artwork from the comic into it. Um, as a curiosity piece, I think I could recommend it. So I would give it. I'd say two, two out of five. No, no, two and a half, two and a half. Because right, right in the middle. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it is, it is solidly mediocre. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half. Paul. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit higher than Rob. I'm going to give it a three, uh, purely because it, it is very right. It is a play it safe type movie. It is a PG 13. And I never really advocate for an R rating. I think that a lot of movies, they try it just for the sake of it. But I think this movie is a mediocre movie, a very simple, straightforward movie, but the cast is what makes it a three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if you're a Chris Evans fan, if you're an Idris Elba fan, even if you're a, a Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan, because he doesn't do – his movie resume is kind of interesting. Yeah. He – I was. I wanted to ask you about – I keep wanting to call him Harry Dean Stanton. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, <laughs> um, is he – wasted in this or is he just not have the range i think he because his his here's his mo of because he's got those bedroom eyes he'll stare at you he'll pause and then he'll give his line but you know what i i love the (laughs) okay william chatner the scene of him (laughs) with idris elba in the car is hilarious what you're embarrassed to be seen in an american classic like the two their back and forth is really good and that's when he shines Mm. he has to have the right co-star to play off of and that's why Negan has been so successful because it's not just him hamming it up and, and really enjoying the role. It's also who he's interacting with that makes it either really scary or really fun. It's his relationship yeah. with he, he's, he's yeah. not He's not a scene stealer. He's more of a team yes, member. He's, he's, yes. But okay. he's also a scene stealer with the right team. I think like the, the I remember the first scene where he kills, spoiler, Abraham and uh, uh, Glenn. Yeah. Like that whole scene is like, like, I, I'm not even. I haven't watched the show, but I watched yeah. that that episode, and I was like, "This is chilling." Well, in Walking Dead, yeah, but anything else that I can think of, yeah, he he's not a real scene stealer. Yeah, in this movie, he's very. But that's also the character. He's very, or at least the character in this interpretation, very by the book, very mm-hmm. like, yeah. "Hey, losers, we're up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mission time." Yeah. So, like you see at the very beginning, they're all playing cards and they're, they're betting all their weapons. Yeah, which is a great scene. 
because it shows the camaraderie and like the kind of characters they are. And then you just see, you know, Jeffrey D. Morgan comes in and he's business time. So for me, this this movie is a, a three. It is an average movie with a above average cast, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that that really pops it up. And if you're a comic book fan and you haven't seen it, give it a try. It's it's, yeah. it's worth yeah. the time. Here, something else I wanted to bring up, and this is something I've been learning a lot about lately. Um, that a good film usually has two levels of stakes. There's the external stakes of trying to solve whatever problem they're in the middle of, and then there's the internal stakes of them trying to grow. Like I'll give you an example. You know, Daniel Craig uh, in James Bond in, the, in Casino Royale. Um, the external stakes are, you know, the bad guy and, and you know, trying to get every, whatever it is that he's trying to stop or get back. But the internal stakes are that he is reckless as a uh, as a. a uh, spy and he needs to learn to temper that to be a, a much smoother you know individual and more effective and I didn't feel in this movie that there was a lot of internal stakes going on that it was all I think it was external. really just you know yeah. the internal stakes were really Pooch's relationship with his wife and right. baby Jensen's niece nothing yeah. about Cougar like there's no. nothing because like that that's also their drive their care like yeah. that's what we need yeah. to get home so I can do like, this like what like what's the internal struggle for Clay and I'm not talking about getting his identity back that's an external struggle like the internal struggle for him is that you know for I've him, always been this kind of a person and I would like to not be that kind of for a person. him I'll, I'll I'll answer that because I watched okay. this first it was being consumed by revenge and that's what push that's okay. what ends up pushing Roke away because mm-hmm. they're Roke's like we're we're here. We're in. We, you can't stop, though. Mm-hmm. You are never going to stop until you get this revenge that you don't need. Right. Like we're home. Like we we are. We won. And for Clay, it's not only just that that restless sense of revenge that he needs to get fulfilled, but it's also when it comes to women, that reckless. And you know, it, at the very end with Zoe Saldana, and she's like, "We're gonna when we get Max, you and I are gonna settle this." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Fair enough." And. That that was his character growth okay. type moment. Maybe then I'd just like to see the internal stakes played up more. Yeah, it's not. It's only because Roke eventually betrays them because yeah. of it that you even notice it. Mm-hmm. Like they have their little their little inner team squabbles. Like I, you know, Clay punches him in the face at one point. Mm. So the, the struggles are there. It's just it's not written strong enough. So mm-hmm. I, I get why why you're saying you know they aren't there, but just just because I I just had the benefit of really watching this movie That's good, yeah. today. Like, <laughs> like six hours ago, I watched this movie. Um, so for me, like, I, I kept note of stuff like that. On a, also, on a side note, I forgot to mention this too. That like, I would like to have. I didn't feel that the stakes were dangerous enough that they might be in any kind of trouble at any point. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's they were going to be fine. We are in the comics. By the end, I believe only two of them survive. Mm. Don't tell <laughs> I, me. I, I will I tell feel, you which one. I feel like the the reason because of that is they were going to make a second one yeah i think but then this the studio was like eh nah well because because it didn't make so much money it made money but it didn't make i think it made like 23 million yeah or something like that or whatever and then you bring these guys back and it's made uh it was a budget of 25 million and the budget was 20 or the box office 29.9 so it made made five million dollars yeah and that's not even well don't forget there's marketing 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 too yeah and then you get the toy profit. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> the Jensen posable figure yeah, right? with kung fu grip. <laughs> what was your uh, star rating? Um, I'm gonna give it a three as well. Um, like you said, the the cast is what kind of brings it up to a three. The comedy, the fact that they had a nice little fact in there, which I'm kind of surprised Rob didn't bring up. I'm gonna name this. 
the fact that um, cats can make over 1,000 different sounds <laughs> and dogs can only make 10. Just because he says it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> I saw it in a movie. It must be true. <laughs> but no, I. you know what scene I, I, I got a kick out of is when he's up in the top of the the office building, I believe it is, where Cougar's sniping the guys and he's like, I'm a government experiment experiment oh, yeah. he's like which anal, is right, anal things <laughs> yeah. that is right through from the comics too and, and actually chris evans makes it better than the comics yeah. um well the, one of the reasons why i can't because this is why i struggled between two and two and a half at no point during this movie did i feel angry i felt frustrated because i'm like oh mm-hmm. this could be so much more but it didn't make me angry the way like Suicide Squad or Venom makes so me it, angry. So it's funny. It's funny you say Suicide Squad because this movie does have major yeah. Suicide Squad vibes. Um, I know Ronnie. Ronnie's a very big fan of Suicide Squad. I'm kind of in the middle with it. And Rob you know hates it. Um, so it's it's funny that a movie like this, especially you know with a, such a comic book cast, you know, yeah. Idris Elba, you know, they they all these characters, all these actors went on to big comic book roles for mm. the most part. So to have you know, this movie kind of be what suicide, like this. I'm sorry, Ronnie. This is a better version of what Suicide Squad could have been. Yeah. So, um, and and you know, agree. Ron, Ron, yeah, Ronnie's not. Ron, that, I I like the movie. I like Suicide Squad. I enjoy it, but I know it's not a good movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. like Batman vs Superman for me. Or you know, I'm sure I'm sure Rob has a guilty pleasure comic book movie. Be, well, this to to me, honest, this is sort of the way I felt about um, <laughs> Thor: Dark World. That I'm like, all right, I'm not angry by this. It's a little frustrating at times, yeah. but it's you know, I'm, I don't feel like I wasted my time. I also mm. think that this movie came out before, I, and I hate to say it, we are spoiled by superhero oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't I don't I'm not trying to blame Marvel, but like Marvel really Oh, they they completely spoiled us. They completely spoiled us. It is incredibly difficult to make a comic book movie right now that isn't Marvel. DC's still struggling with it. Yeah. yeah. But as far as DC movies go, unfortunately, and I, I hate to say it because I'm the biggest DC fan you'll you'll ever meet, it, it is a testament that DC's films are better when they're not part of some sort of larger extended universe. Yeah. Um you know, you look at a show like Arrow that did really well before and did okay after and was good and there were great times, but unfortunately, like this is you know this the new Batman stuff that's coming out. Some maybe DC really needs to be like, hey, instead of cinematic universes, let's make quality individual films. Yeah. As much as we want to see Batman and Superman duke it out on the big screen in a good way, maybe maybe DC should do do something different. But because what happened was they tried to do something different while also trying to do the same thing. Yeah, the same thing as Marvel. As Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I run. Yeah, three. Yeah, I give it a three. Yeah. All right. I think that's gonna wrap us up. Before we go, we do have our Fan Friday question that was posted it's on fan Facebook. Feed, fan feedback Friday. Anyway. Fan fiction Friday. Fan fiction Friday. That would actually be fun. So we posed a question of what is your favorite Marvel movie? Uh, MCU film. MCU. Yes. Because somebody put Deadpool before, uh, before it was You know what? Me. It's better than half the other, better than half the MCU movies. I was. I thought you were going to say half, half the... the question was asking. <laughs> I don't care what the question asks. I make up my own rules. It's like saying, I, I, actually, no, I like I The Incredibles. Too. Well, that's not Marvel. That's actually a really good movie, though. <laughs> it is. It's better than half the Marvel movies, too. Yes. 
it's what, fantastic, it's what Fantastic Four should be. <laughs> yeah, it's better than probably all DC movies yeah. too. <laughs> so what? About, what's our question for Fan Feedback Friday? It was, uh, what's your favorite MCU film? Because um, you know we've had a fair amount of DC content, uh, or at least DC properties. Uh, Marvel less than so you know now that the shows are kind of on hiatus, we're all kind of getting our uh, trying to get our fix. You know. Yeah. So I'm just gonna just go through them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say who wrote what, but you know what's really cool on this and Cinematic Adventures, we actually have top fans. That's that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um. So let's see. The first one is the longest one, so I'm gonna read it quick because Ronnie's definitely hungry. Spotlight on a lesser celebrated film, Shane Black's Iron Man Three. It has its problems with the Mandarin, but the banter between Tony and the kid is great. Some great physical comedy throughout, and Black's use of Christmas in his movies is always so much fun. I'd like to point out that there were no English grammatical issues in this. Yeah, that was it. Was very well written, <laughs> very very articulate. Um, I I can't argue with it because I I do enjoy Iron Man three enough. You can't but argue it's... because it's someone's opinion. <laughs> I I really do feel that Iron Man three doesn't get enough attention. That's fair. Uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier or Deadpool? Mm-hmm. It it's really I I do enjoy that Captain America kind of swept. Spoiler alert: Captain America kind of swept. This question, yeah, for the most oh, part, it? yeah. Uh, Spider-Man three, shut up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier, mm. Civil War, mm-hmm. um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Doctor Strange. Yeah, those were solid mm. choices. Yeah, but uh, and that—that's pretty much it. Very cool. Yeah, we had. Some... I think there was one more. Was there one more? Black Panther. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> So, oh, you know what it was? Because it was under, it was replied to a, a comment. It wasn't uh, its own Black comment. Panther, That's why the only Oscar-nominated film out of all of these for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, we got. Uh, sorry, it was under a reply to another comment. That's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bunch of these were. We, we had another <laughs> agreement with uh, Civil War, so we have two Civil Wars, three okay. Civil Wars. Wow. Oh my God! Yeah. And uh, Black Panther or Infinity War? It's it's interesting that that's the only Avengers movie that made the list. Infinity yeah. War, yeah, yeah, even the yeah. So because well, I think Avengers was fantastic at the time, but then they've topped themselves so many times since. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. N- I can't watch Avengers again. Just like it's good, yeah. but it's it's so weird. Like if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Right. But, yeah, those were the days. But that's fan feedback Friday. Thank Very you cool. for Yay. for catching that. Anytime, sunshine. That's why he hosts. Exactly. Now, really quick before Ronnie continues. So for Cinematic Adventures, we're also posing this question. We're going to do a Fan Feedback Friday at some point where we're going to ask you what kind of content you would like to see more of. Whether it's bonus episodes, um, more articles on the uh, the website. I know Rob's Rob was kind of spearheading that with the shows were going. So now that the shows are, are kind of on break, he's taking a little break. Unless, unless Ven- somebody if somebody says, "Hey, do a review of this," okay. Unless Venom's on, then. <laughs> By the way, did you like the the picture I posted with on Met- <laughs> with him literally ripping? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. I was waiting was for pretty a te- accurate. I was waiting for a text message. I was really excited about that, <laughs> that one. Was great, but um, chuckle. Whether it's uh more YouTube content, more Instagram content, uh, interviews, like people who want to be on the show or more fan interaction. We, we want to see what you, cause we're, we're growing. We're, we're making huge progress on we're both of our moves. shows. Um, almost 2,500 downloads for multiverse and almost 500 for cinematic adventures. So that that's, that's 3000 downloads of our, of yeah. our content. And that's huge. And that's just yeah. mostly from Podbean. Um, that's not even because unfortunately podcast algorithms are very, 
difficult to keep, really keep track of because there's downloads, there's listens, there's this, there's that. So the more you guys uh, interact with our stuff, the more we kind of know what you're interested in hearing from us or seeing from us. Um, and also for the summer, I know Rob and I are, are a little bit more available during the summer. So mm-hmm. if there's like, hey, we want uh, a Lucifer full oh, yeah. e- like bonus I episode, you know, we, we can sit down, we can, you know, because usually we just do one episode a week of each show um and then i spend the weekend editing it putting it together and it gets uploaded on monday but if you guys are like hey we want we want more shows we want you know a just pure tv reviews or movie reviews or more articles or more youtube stuff let us know and uh we'll you can guarantee i'll be writing weekly reviews on loki yeah loki's coming out soon um you know black widow lucifer's coming out for their new season so if there's more content that you guys want or different content or let us know yeah aim to please do you want me to tell them how they can let us know? That would be nice. That hey, would be nice. There's a way. So there are a couple of ways. Actually, there's a will. There's a way. If you go to our website, themisfitfaction.com, there is a, a message option for us. You can actually leave us uh, direct messages is that there. Electronic mail. On the electronic mail. Wow. How do how do you deliver electronic mail? Doesn't the postman get electrocuted? By no, you it? just send a raven. Send a raven. Yeah. Do you even have a computer? No. What for? But um, you can go directly there. We are going to be doing some work on the website over the next couple of weeks, just maybe tweaking it up a little bit. We do have some ideas that we want to work on that we keep talking about, but we never actually do, um, including our affiliates page. And uh, I think we were talking about a fitness and health kind of page. But um, you can also find us on Facebook where most of our interactions take place, the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction page. Uh, Unfortunately, our Misfit Faction page, the way that they have – Facebook is very interesting in – how we can invite people to actually like it. You have to actually find it and like it. So for all you guys who are listening, if you guys can do that, we'd highly appreciate it. You can take us on the go with any podcast listening device, iHeartRadio, Google, Podbean, Set, uh, Stitcher, Satchel, I think, um, Apple Podcasts, all those. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, The Misfit Faction, and YouTube, The Misfit Faction Media Network. Are you done yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> my God. All right, so that's going to wrap us up for today. I'm Ronnie. I'm Paul. I'm Smorgasbord. I mean, damn it. I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. Rob? <laughs>